You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the latest episode of Locked On Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's always your host, Evan Sidery. I'm joined by Matt Derry, the host of Locked On Lions, here for a very special episode. Even though Matthew Stafford is not a Colt, there's a lot, a lot of smoke around this, Matt. We actually got a report earlier this morning from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN saying Matthew Stafford has his eyes on the Colts, could be his preferred destination. But before we dive into that, after he requested a trade on Saturday, let me get your overall thoughts on the situation in Detroit right now, Matt. Why right now is Stafford wanting to leave Detroit? It's just time, Evan. You know, it's it's time for him to make that change. Uh, it's been 12 years in Detroit. Um, he's had some, you know, some very high moments and good moments when it comes to his personal performances and the way he's played, the way he's led the team. It's been remarkable. He's done a very good job. Uh, but the, he's been in the playoffs three times, three playoff losses. This organization is is starting over, and I think it's just after 12 years, he's had enough. He's had enough, and now with a new GM and Brad Holmes, new head coach and Dan Campbell, I don't think there was going to be anything to really sway him to, to change his mind. I think the organization tried very early on to impress him with uh, a, a nice shiny toy in Matt Campbell. That didn't come to fruition, and I think after that, uh, they, they hit him back up and said, hey, are, are you still, what are you still thinking? And I think he told them, look, it's, it's, please trade me. I love you guys. Everything's great, but it's time to go. I need a 32, 33 years of age. I need a change. Yeah, Stafford right now is entering the twilight of his career. There's maybe around six, seven years of good football left for Stafford. And a lot of good fits out there for Stafford as well, you have to imagine. But let, let me ask you this. For those out there outside of Detroit, Matt, who don't really know much about Matthew Stafford, they see the win-loss record, they're like, oh, he's not a great quarterback, or they see the, the arm talent, they, they, their jaws drop on some of the throws he makes. For those who don't really know much about Matthew Stafford, can you give, give a quick little synopsis on who Stafford is and the type of quarterback he is? Yeah, sure, Evan. I mean, he's tough. Uh, he's played through some really, really gruesome injuries, some tough injuries. Um, he was picked overall number one 12 years ago, and has he performed to a superstar elite top five, top seven, eight level? No, but um, he is, is known for come from behind wins, uh, big time drives at end of games. Um, he does have a great arm. He's a very good leader. He's a very good person. Uh, his wife is a little bombastic on Instagram and, and opinionated, and sometimes it has gotten her into trouble. And he just sort of brushes it off. He's not, he's not a Philip Rivers cry at the podium microphone type of guy. He's, he doesn't say much uh, to the media, but he's a perfectly good person, perfectly good guy, uh, can be fun-loving at times. And he's, he's had some really, really good games and some really, really good seasons. There have been some seasons and some games where he's let them down, uh, and he hasn't lifted them and carried them to great heights. And he's had some pretty good receivers along the way, Calvin Johnson, you know, Golden Tate, Nate Burleson, Kenny Galladay. So he's had some weapons around him. He's never really had a great running game. Uh, the offensive line, he's never had a, a pro bowler up until this year that he's played with and Frank Ragnow. Um, but he's, he's very solid, and I think he'd be a great fit in Indianapolis. I, I, you know, being a, he, He's been up here in the Midwest now for 12 years. He's, he's put his roots down here in Detroit. Uh, he's great in the community that way. And I, just, I, think, I think the Colts fit him very well. 
When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. You can also talk about hitting your new goals this upcoming year. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind, and the EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with the thousands of daily live and on-demand student-level classes, and they're always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfitness.com slash lockdown. That's Echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash lockdown. One more time, echelonfit.com slash lockdown. Let's dive into it now, Matt, with the Colts. They are, per our betting partners here at the Lockdown Podcast, and our betonline.ag, the Colts are the favorites to land Matthew Stafford. Right behind them is the 49ers and the Broncos and the Washington football team. Matt, I know you're on JMV. I know our hosts here, or our listeners here, Andy, I know who that is. He's a radio host of 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis. You were on there. You gave a really some great points in that show as to why Stafford really would want to go to the Colts. And even your last episode on Lock on Lions this weekend, if Colts fans don't go and listen to that, some great stuff on why you think Stafford will be a good fit there as well. What do you think, Matt, just about the overall fit between Stafford and the Colts? Because it feels like to me, honestly, this is a perfect fit from all angles. It is. I, I think he would be fantastic working with Frank Reich. Uh, he would keep what he's looking for is a ready-made playoff contender. What he has had to go through in Detroit with all of you know, when he was with Jim Caldwell, I think that's where they were at their best. You know, Jim Schwartz at his at, at his mo- had his moments too, but you know, the last three four years under Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia has been an unmitigated disaster, and he has seen a lot of veteran players and teammates of his leave town and be ticked off leaving town whether it was Snacks Harris and Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, Clover Quinn, you know, Patricia and Quinn alienated a lot of veterans. Stafford uh, you know, stuck to his guns, stayed here, didn't ask for trades, tried to lead this team as best he could. But you go to Indianapolis, you have good ownership there, a guy like Jim Irsay that cares. Uh, you've got some weapons, uh, good use of the tight ends with the Cox and Doyle. You know, as good an offensive lineman in, in, in the game as there is in Quentin Nelson, and a defense that's good. And, he, you know, the defense that he's had to deal with and have to go out on the field and, and have to score in certain possessions because the defense couldn't hold, you know, he won't have that with the Colts. And it's just it's a, it's a good program there in Indy. And, and uh, you see the guys that have left because they've been, you know, Nick Sirianni being the latest because they've gotten other opportunities elsewhere. It's a feeder for organizations, and that's pretty cool. And I just I see that fit being good for him. I think he wants to win right away. He's got two more years left on this contract. He's been banged up the last few years with rib injuries and and everything else. And now's now's the time. Now's the time for him to uh, to win. And uh, the Colts are ready to win right now, and and they need him, and he needs them. Yeah, Matt, another thing, too, with this Colt offense, you had Jonathan Taylor really emerge in the last second half of the year. He had 1,100 yards of rushing, third in the NFL behind Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. You have the offensive line as well, like Quentin Nelson. You have, like you mentioned, the vertical threats with T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, the top 10 defense as well with DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. That window is just now opening for the Colts, in my opinion, with all the young talent they have for a Super Run the next five to seven years. I mean, they also have, I think, something that's very important to Stafford, I imagine, Matt, 
is the stability in the front office. You have the best GM in football, in my opinion, Chris Ballard. You have a creative head coach and Frank Reich. Like you mentioned, a great owner in Jim Irsay. Do you, do you feel like those types of factors with Stafford really are going to play into where he wants to go? And do you also think that at this point, with the way the Calvin Johnson situation went in Detroit, do you think if Stafford wants to go somewhere, the Lions will oblige on that? I do. I think the Lions are looking for the best fit, certainly for themselves. They have to be selfish and say, hey, if someone's going to give us three first-round picks or something crazy, uh, yeah, if, Matt, that's Matthew's, if that's not Matthew's first choice, uh, screw it. We're going to do what's best for the organization. But with his relationship with, with the uh, previous owner, Martha Firestone Ford, her daughter, the current owner, Sheila Ford Hamp, I think they want to take care of him. I think they want to make him happy. Um, they love him. Uh, there was no way on God's green earth that this organization was looking to trade him. This is him and his wife saying, we got to get out of here. We've, we've sat through so much losing. We've, we've been through, you know, now with, with, with Patricia the last three years, you know, three straight years of not making, four straight years of not making the playoffs. We want to get to the tournament in January. We're running out of time. And I think that, uh, I think that's a good, that's why the Colts, I think, fit well, like you said. Look, the Lions interviewed Ed Dobbs, Colts assistant GM, for their general manager job. He didn't get the job. I don't know how that interview went. The Lions have some familiarity with the Colts. They've talked to Dodds, so they know what's there. Um, and it's just, you know, like I said, I just think the fit is the right one, and I think he wants to, to compete for a Super Bowl next year right away. You know, there's talk of Denver. There's talk of Washington. Um, those teams aren't ready to win right away next year. The Colts, uh, the Niners, those teams are. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here at the Matthew Stafford trade talks, how fast they're going to go, Matt, because like you mentioned, I think San Francisco and Indianapolis are the best two fits on paper for Stafford, really all around. But let me ask you this as well before we dive into maybe what the Lions will look for. Just from the Lions fans' perspective, does this, is this surprising at all to them that Stafford wants out? I mean, he's given his all for 12 years. I think at this point, I think Lions fans want to see Stafford get that ring, right? They do. He's very popular here. Uh, there are some Stafford, Stafford haters, just like there would be anywhere. Uh, but there are some people here that said, look, you know, he's been our quarterback, and he's the best quarterback that we've seen in, in this era here, and probably the best quarterback in Lions history, going back to Bobby Lane in, in the 50s. But – Hasn't he, has he not delivered enough? He hasn't, or has he delivered enough? And the answer is no. You know, you go back to Jim Schwartz's last season where Stafford played so poorly in the last few games of that season uh, that they, that Schwartz was fired and the team hired Jim Caldwell and they didn't make the playoffs. They've had some opportunities where Stafford, they've needed him in December and, and early January to step up and he hasn't delivered. Then there's other times where he's had to carry the team. Uh, the Atlanta game earlier this year where, uh, the, the team was playing a bad Falcons team. The Falcons made a mistake in scoring a touchdown and not just taking three knees, kicking a field goal and winning. And Stafford made him pay. Went down the field in 75 yards in two minutes and, and won the football game. So he's, he's been clutch. And he, he is good in late game situations. Um, but if you say everybody in Detroit just adores him, no, that's not the case. He's very well liked. He's very popular, Yes. But there are some that said, look, we drafted this kid number one for a reason. We gave him Calvin Johnson, too, and played with Ndamukong Sue and guys like that, and, and he kind of fell short. So I, I think getting a chance to go somewhere where he doesn't have to carry the team is a good thing. Um, the other factor which we can get into is, 
The last few years of this Lions offense under Matt Patricia and offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, they stopped letting Stafford throw the ball down the field. It became a, a dink and dunk, just don't lose the game for us type of mentality, and let's run the football. And I think if he goes to Indy, Frank Reich will, while they want to run it with JT and everybody that you have there, they, they have to let him throw the ball a little bit downfield. He still has that rocket for an arm. He's still in very good shape and takes care of his body. He's been a little bit banged up lately, but be interested in seeing if he goes to Indy, if, if they give him that kind of carte blanche to, to open it up a little bit more. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're even more delicious. They have six new flavors to go with the original 12 to add to 18 amazing flavors, not, including nut and non-nut flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. The Built Bar is great for the whole conscious guy as well. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for a keto diet. For example, the Coconut Almond Built Bar is 18 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar, a great healthy balance to keep you tired throughout the day. With a free cool with your next purchase of Built Bars while supplies last, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get 20% off your next order of Built Bars. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are you ready for the Super Bowl, NBA matchups, college sports? BetOnline.ag is the place to go. They're the one place where we that we love and trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-A-D-O-N, for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sell on the signs anymore. Get on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% off welcome bonus to your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, it would really be fun to see that, honestly. I know Frank Reich, before they played the Lions earlier this season, he was talking about Stafford, the reporters. He said, Stafford's one of those guys who has not only the elite arm talent, but just the elite intangibles. He's one of those guys in the league that's hard to find. So I feel like, honestly, if the opportunity is there, then the Colts are going to try to pounce on Matthew Stafford. But let's get into that for a moment, Matt. I mean, what do you think about this situation with Stafford as far as trade negotiations go from the Lions' perspective? From Peter King, uh, this football morning in America article is posted on NBC Sports each Monday morning. It sounds like the Lions are going to at least get a first-round pick, but it might not be the bounty they expect it to be. What do you overall think the Lions are looking for and what their eventual price they'll get will be? That is interesting. Um, let's say the Lions tomorrow, uh, two days ago had to make this trade, like, like gun to their head had to make this trade. You're talking about a rookie general manager in Brad Holmes who's never made a trade before. Talk about a rookie head coach and Dan Campbell. You're talking about another front office executive that they just hired in Chris Spielman, the former Lion legend, who's never done it before. A big addition to this staff uh, is going to be John Dorsey. John Dorsey knows quarterbacks. John Dorsey knows trades. John Dorsey knows all that stuff. It'll be interesting in seeing what John Dorsey thinks because if Brad Holmes says, let's trade him to Indy for the 21st pick and a few other picks and maybe a future two or three, it might be Dorsey that steps in and says, let's get more. I'm not taking just a 21st pick. Let's, you know, so that's going to play a role the next few weeks is what Dorsey thinks of Stafford and what Dorsey thinks he can help Brad Holmes get for Stafford. So that factor is going to play into it. I think the team absolutely wants to find a number one pick for him. If the Dallas Cowboys decide we're moving away from Dak and Jerry Jones says, I want to bring the local boy home, the Dallas native Matt Stafford home, who knows what Jerry could throw at him, but you know, Jarrah, he could throw the number 10 pick at him, whereas you guys are picking 21st. So that's a, that's a big difference. Uh, you know, Denver's got nine. So that I think the lions absolutely have to get a number one pick for him uh, at minimum and then see what else he can get. Uh, could there be a defensive starter that you guys have? The lions are probably going to be blowing out 
nine of their 11 defensive starters from this past season for next year. They're, that's going to be a brand new defense. My guess is Trey Flowers will be back. My guess is Jeffrey Okuda will be back. Maybe Amani Oruarie, but the rest, you can have them. And uh, if they can re-sign Romeo Aquara, that'd be great, but I don't know why Romeo would want to stay here. So other than that, it's they're going to need all new linebackers. And I'm not saying that Darius Leonard is getting traded, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions asked about Okariki or somebody like that, along with a pick. Um, just that wouldn't surprise me at all. They need players. They need bodies. Yeah, and they really do. It's an over, really an overhaul there in Detroit. With officially Matt Stafford wanting out, they're going to maybe do like a three- to four-year rebuild the long way and see how it goes for this Detroit team. But from the Colts' perspective, ironically enough, they can mention John Dorsey. That's one of Chris Broward's best friends. Maybe that actually helps the Colts out a little bit. They used to work together in Kansas City. He yeah. worked with Dorsey, so that can maybe give the Colts another advantage there with that relationship those two have together. But with Chris Broward, he's very prudent in his negotiations. He doesn't want to really bid much as far as free agency goes. He has a price, and if someone goes above that, he doesn't do it. I think the Landon Collins situation a couple years ago is a really good example of that. The Colts were all in on Landon Collins to be their starting strong safety, and then Washington blew him out of the water, and they didn't go for it. I think the same thing could go for Stafford here. Let's say San Francisco or another team goes out, and they offer two future first-round picks. I don't see Ballard doing that. Even though the Colts need a quarterback, Ballard's mentioning he wants to be prudent in the search. It's not like an urgent, dire matter to get a franchise quarterback in the building right away. It has to be the right guy. I think Stafford is that right guy, but we'll have to see how it goes, Matt. But I think from the Colts' perspective, they'll probably offer 21. Maybe they might offer as well a future second-round pick on that. Let's say it's 21 and a 2022 20, second. And let's say Stafford, his preferred destination is Indy. Do they pull a trigger on that if that's the case? Just those two picks, I think they would want a little bit more. But, that I, again, if Stafford tells them, I really want to go to Indy, Let's do this. Like I said, I think he's got some pull with the Ford family. Um, and I think that uh, maybe they would do that. You know, it, it depends. Uh, great call by you on the Dorsey thing with, with Chris Ballard. That, that certainly should help Indianapolis. Um, what about this Aaron Rodgers situation? That's another thing. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to Indy. I think Aaron Rodgers, if he goes anywhere, is going to the West Coast where he grew up. But that, uh, that adds another, you know, sort of layer to it because – if that move happens and he gets traded, then you compare and contrast with how the Stafford thing goes, and that's another, another quarterback coming off the market. You know, the Saints, I think, would be a great fit for Stafford, but again, they don't have any cap space. You guys do. You just, you just lopped off $25 million with Phillip leaving. So Stafford's only against the cap $20 million this year. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I definitely think that We'll see how this goes, but also working to the Colts' favor is that this is a, a, a rookie front office in Detroit. This is not a front office that has a lot of experience right now. Yeah, very valid point there, Matt. And last one I had for you before I let you go. Appreciate the time here for the special edition episode of Locked on Colts. Talk about this, these Matthew Stafford rumors, which are red hot right now. All the, all the Colts fans talk about the last few days. Let me ask you this. What do you – your personal view is of Matt Stafford overall as a quarterback in the NFL – do you put him in like that top seven, top 10 range? Is he more so in the top 15 range for a quarterback? And if he were to go to a team like Indy, do you think that would, that would boost his value up more on a national spotlight where let's say the Lions fans view him as a top seven quarterback and others view him as a top 15 quarterback. If he goes to a strong situation like the Colts, maybe that really changes the viewpoint nationally for him. You know, I, mostly nationally, people think nationally more of him than people think of him here, if that makes any sense. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, the former Lion and former Colt, by the way. And I think Dan will talk to Matthew about Indianapolis and say good things because Dan has experience there, uh, albeit during some pretty uh, – the lean year that he was there. But 
Um, you know, nationally, I think a lot of people say he's special. You hear Steve Young on ESPN talk about Stafford special. Uh, you hear Lewis Riddick on NBC or uh, on ESPN as well say he's special. Orlovsky has said that. Here in Detroit, I don't think fans view him as a special quarterback. I think they view him as very good to great, close to great, that needs to have some stuff put around him. Uh, this is not a guy that, you know, he, he's mobile enough and he can move better than Rivers. But I, I think because in Detroit he's fallen short and you look at maybe the games, the, you look at the last few playoff games that he played in. You know, the game in Seattle a few years ago and Jim Caldwell second to last year, I think that was 2016. Um, he didn't have a good game. And uh, he had some drop balls early. Eric Ebron, who you and I have both seen drop plenty of passes, Evan. Oh, yeah. um, the year before, two years before that, New Orleans in 2014, when they got blown out in New Orleans. He didn't play well there. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, 2011 in New Orleans. 2014 in Dallas, the infamous Brandon Pettigrew pass interference flag gets picked up game. They scored three points the last three quarters of that game. And Stafford didn't deliver in that game, but Romo did. So those are the, the things where people locally say, how come our guy didn't deliver, but their guy did? How come Breeze outplayed him in 2011? How come Romo outplayed him in that game? How come Russell Wilson outplayed him in that game? So they expected more, especially of a top pick, especially a guy that was making, you know, 1.28, 29 million a year. The numbers come down because of uh, bonuses and everything else and things that he's deferred. But nationally, no, people view him as a top 10 guy. In Detroit, I don't know if people do. Matt, always appreciate the time. We'll probably definitely have you on again if this sign does happen with Matthew Stafford and the Colts. You guys can go listen and subscribe to his podcast, Locked On Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, go follow him as well over on Twitter at Derry Speaks, also at Locked On Lions. Matt, appreciate the time and this insight for those Colts fans out there. Thank you, Evan.